It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Will Kane. I'm Dana Perino, and this is the Fox News Rundown. As the U.S. pledges support for Israel, there's new attempted attacks on U.S. troops overseas. We have to look at this as as something that's broader than just the issue of Palestine and the Palestinian people. There is no question there are other actors here who see it in their interest to make this conflict even more intense. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. A new axis of evil. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell made that warning on Fox News Sunday. This is an emergency. It's an emergency that we step up and deal with this axis of evil, China, Russia, Iran, because it's an immediate threat to the United States. The White House has warned of Iran's involvement in supporting Hamas. It's been about two weeks since Hamas militants launched a brutal attack on Israel, killing and kidnapping Israelis, bringing them back across the border. Most of those hostages are still in custody with families begging for answers. As far as this new warning of a new axis of evil, one analyst says that there's one country to especially watch. That's an axis of evil for sure. But I'm telling you, it's China that's running that group. Dr. Rebecca Grant is a military analyst and president of IRIS, which is an independent research organization. Without China's support, it would be very different. But China is backing Russia in Ukraine. China is buying Iran's oil. China is helping North Korea with its nuclear ambitions and keeping their little economy going. So what's new is this axis of evil is being run by China. And the very clear counter argument to that that we're seeing at some uh, protests, these massive protests that we've seen around the world in the last two weeks, these pro-Palestinian protests arguing that this kind of language only magnifies current tension. So what are your thoughts on that? Is that escalatory? I think calling the axis of evil the axis of evil is just a fact. And we see a lot of tension, but China's support of Iran, Iran's 40 years of terrorist support has done a lot to rile up tensions everywhere. Hmm. So I think we have to look at this as as something that's broader than just the issue of Palestine and the Palestinian people. There is no question there are other actors here who see it in their interest to make this conflict even more intense. The Biden administration even today reiterated the role that Iran has played helping support Hamas through through funding, resources, things like uh, rockets and ammunition and training as well. Uh, so really, what is the impact that we've seen in terms of Iran's involvement in the war in the last two weeks? With Iran, Hamas has the ability 
to conduct longer range missile strikes. I do think Iran's uh, Revolutionary Guard coached them in the tactics of breaching the border, uh, killing and taking hostages. I think you know Hamas without Iran's support is a very different organization, and the level of brutality, violence, and technical military capability we see with Hamas, you've got to attribute a great deal of that to Iran's support with money, uh, technology, and tactical coaching. And when we're looking at all of that taking place, it's also worth noting the increased attacks that we have seen on U.S. forces that are based overseas, especially in the Middle East. Can you break some of that down for our listeners? Yes, and just last week, there were drone attacks on our U.S. forces in Iraq, both in the west at Al-Assad airfield and then in the north. We were able to shoot down and disable those drones that were attacking the U.S. forces there. But, you know, we've got to remember, we have U.S. military forces all over this region. We have forces in Syria, within mm-hmm. Iraq. We have major air bases in the UAE, uh, in, in Bahrain, there's the Navy. Uh, big air base in Qatar, um, also uh, deployments into Jordan. So Secretary Austin is saying, hey, our U.S. military forces have to be ready for escalated attacks. And these are mostly sponsored by groups that look to Iran for backing, whether it's the Iran-backed Shiite militias in Iraq or the, the terrorist organizations that will target our forces up in Syria. This is all Iran's doing, and that's why he's warning about potential escalation from Iran against our U.S. military personnel. Now, the good news is they've been under fire a lot over there, and they will be ready for whatever Iran and their proxies dish up. Dr. Rebecca Grant is a military analyst and president of IRIS, which is an independent research organization. And we've heard from the U.S., especially in in major speeches like from U.S. President Joe Biden, that America will support Israel, support defending themselves. And and can you bring us up to speed a little bit about what the U.S., what Washington has pledged so far? Washington has pledged... 100% support for Israel. And that's taking the form of military forces in the region that are going to send a signal to Iran and others and try to keep a lid on that conflict. Those forces also help Israel keep a watch on whether it's missile attacks or other military force moves in the area. And then, of course, there is direct military aid, such as small diameter bomb ammunition the Israeli Air Force uses, additional interceptors for Iron Dome. And then along with that, we see the flowing in of some humanitarian aid. Also, I imagine quite a lot of other supplies going in, such as small arms and munitions. And then link that up, of course, with I'm sure that we are sharing as much as we can Uh, of our intelligence and surveillance of that region with Israel's military forces. Israel's defense minister today said that the country is is really thoroughly preparing for the next steps in regards to the expected ground invasion. So what do we know about that offensive? So right now, you know, I'd say in a way the offensive has already begun by Israel because they are launching fairly heavy airstrikes against targets in Gaza. These will be targets where they think uh, that Hamas has used its tunnel system or its uh, ammunition storage areas, command and control sites, and also very importantly, 
e-Hamas leaders when they can pick up intelligence about their whereabouts. So to put it in a nutshell, Israel is, is actually waging an air campaign right now to set the conditions uh, on the ground. The more that they can diminish Hamas military capability with airstrikes, that will shape the task on the ground uh, when Israeli forces move in. And what are we seeing that has been the most useful this far in in deterring some of those attacks from Hamas? Well, I think Israeli's Air Force right now has is really uh, kind of leading the way. You know, Iron Dome missile interceptor, of course, that shield is up. But right now, the focus of the action is on the Israeli Air Force and the precision strikes they're carrying out. They're also doing some work with artillery and I think even some small uh, cross-border movements. But right at the moment, it is an air campaign by Israel. Now, there is a lot of anger around the world right now, even in the U.S. There's there's so much tension between neighbors over this. And I've had a, a lot of conversations with people and friends who feel that they really need to sit in one camp or the other and that there's no way that people will find some sort of common ground moving forward. When you look at this, having looked at at so many conflicts, I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, is it always this divisive or does this conflict feel especially painful and different? Remember, this is a conflict we're seeing so vividly played out immediately and on social media. We are all taken aback by the scenes of destruction and the Mm -hmm. horror. We don't want to see innocent people in a war zone. Um, That said, There's a need for stability here, and I think step one for that is to eliminate Hamas's military capability. We've got to come out with this, though, with the Abraham Accords peace process intact. Big picture, it was that progress with the Abraham Accords that I think made Hamas and Iran say, we've got to launch these terrible strikes. So we've got to end up in a situation where there is a good path towards a more peaceful Gaza going forward. Dr. Rebecca Grant, a military analyst and president of IRIS, an independent research organization. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Alex. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hey, it's Clay Travis. Join me for Outkick the Show as we dive deep into a mix of topics. New episodes available Monday to Friday on your favorite podcast platform and watch directly on outkick.com forward slash watch.